Welcome. This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors, host of ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Today, we have as our guest, Maxine Hart, to discuss how and why your bank may want to establish a bank apprenticeship program. This is part two to our bank apprenticeship discussion with Maxine. ABD has a keen interest in supporting the efforts of banks to offer bank apprenticeships. Our Bank Apprenticeship Resource Coalition is working with the Urban Institute to establish national and state sponsorships for bank apprenticeship programs throughout the United States. Banks in the UK have had successful apprenticeship programs for many years. Why not here? Maxine's the head of human resources at Reading Cooperative Bank in Reading, Massachusetts. She's played a key role in implementing her bank's apprenticeship program, which has successfully reached out to those in the bank's community who did not or could not pursue a college education, but had the talent and desire to have a successful banking career. All right, let's call Maxine. Hello, Maxine. Hi, David. Um, It's good to speak to you again um, to continue our conversation on apprenticeships. Um, I realized, obviously, there was a lot more that could have been said, even in terms of um, some of the statistics of apprenticeships, but I don't know that we want to um, um, go into that right now. Um, Yeah, I want you to fill in whatever you felt we did not cover on the last um, episode, and then I had a couple more questions for you. Okay, great. I did want to say that um, Massachusetts has um, um, the point I'd make about um, the apprenticeship being um, established within the blue-collar industries. I did want to share with you just some statistics, which I think was quite sobering for me when I realized that as well. So of the 9,500 registered apprentices in Massachusetts, um, the plan said that there were just 9% were female registrants, 10% were black registrants, and 8% were Latino. And I think um, I had made the point about COVID, which really did highlight to us some really stark realities in the disparities. And those numbers struck a chord with me, that not knowing it, but knowing it in our experience, but not knowing it statistically, really did um, shine a light for me on double downing on our efforts within apprenticeship uh, program. Um, certainly to give people more access to um, banking, which I think is a wonderful career for people um, who have traditionally been excluded, or let me not say excluded, actively included in a track in um, in banking, which really does offer solid, stable, white-collar careers for people. That's an excellent point, uh, Maxine. So it's really, it both uh, gives people access and opportunities that they would maybe not otherwise have. And number right. two, uh, the bank is able to tap into some really good talent to support the bank's uh, uh, operations and business. Right. And um, just by the way, just a small background for myself, I came into banking, working in um, a banking in the United States in 
um, about eight years ago. And prior to that, I'd actually worked in healthcare and in other not-for-profit organizations. And what struck me when I came to banking is that, we, and you'd get that in lunchroom conversations, how it's a really small community of people. And for whatever, so I'd listened to employees and they'd worked with other employees 20 years ago in another institution, three institutions ago. And it seemed that everybody knew each other. And that was kind of curious to me. Because obviously that's how people get got into banking, is that they knew somebody who knew somebody. And then it struck me that if you don't know the somebody who knows somebody, how do you get into banking? And yes. I think that was partly why, again, COVID allowed us, and obviously the, um, the um, uprisings within um, our country, um, on the racial injustice, it really made me reflect that, uh, again, that if you don't know somebody who knows somebody, you wouldn't necessarily get into banking or you wouldn't necessarily have access to those good, solid, white-collar jobs that um, that banking offers for people and certainly people of color and um um, people who, yeah, we can say people of color, which was what was highlighted to all of us. Maxine, uh, having gone through this process yourself, uh, how would you recommend that other banks go about creating a program, a bank apprenticeship program, based on your experience? And if you give some elements or factors you would look at as you uh, – as a bank develops these these programs? Okay, so I think it would be two parts. The one part is, and my um, hypothesis is that banks are training people internally a lot of the time. A lot of talent is being developed within the banking sector. So it's really then on the from the in, internally to um, within the bank is to develop those to almost formalize those competencies and training that is happening in the bank and the second part is working with the department of labor within your state because i understand um we you have a national audience and i would say that each state would have the equivalent of a um, department of labor um, or a banking commissioner within this, within each state. And so it's having your competencies and the training plans that you have in place certified by the state. And once your program certified, your institution becomes a certified apprenticeship site. And the, the state, and that's what we work with us in, they took our competencies that we'd created, they certified them, and so that they understand that when we say X person is a, has been a qualified teller, they know what competencies we are um, training them on because they've pre-certified them so that when they get the certificate, 
they know that this certificate, they're certifying a set of agreed competencies. So the, so it's a dual process of working both within your own organization with um, creating those um, competency tracks and then working with the state to certify you, um, to certify your institution. Um, and it might be which I'm sure some of your listeners would wonder how arduous a process it is. It did take some time up front, but the benefits certainly outweigh some of that administrative time that was spent in that back-and-forth process of the state certifying our competencies that we had developed. Um, I mean, I look forward to... Uh, we have actually some. I've moved over some um, um, candidates into the residential lending area of the bank, but I haven't yet developed the competencies. They are having the training, but I need to formalise those competencies as well. Um, and I think the state would welcome. Um, well, my experience was the state certainly welcomed working with us in formalising the process and the program. Yes, so in summary, uh, Maxine, it seems that there takes uh, uh, some coordination and effort and desire to make this work from both inside the bank and outside the bank, and the states can play a role, and the federal government also has a federal you know, Department of Labor. But internally, yeah. I assume that your board and senior management also you know, bought into this and was enthusiastic and supportive of absolutely. your efforts. Is that right? Ab yeah. No, absolutely. Um, having a, a supportive board and a supportive CEO and senior management, obviously that should be would be a, a precondition because it would be really difficult to get buy-in from all players if they were not on board with this. If there is some, I mean, I do want to um, um, just if if you don't mind, if it won't take up too much more time, I do want to say that um, the um, benefits for us, some of the additional benefits, has been the retention of employees, which has been huge, and I'm sure that banks uh, um, across the country may or may not have. Um, once you've trained and qualified somebody, that they leave. So retention is a big deal, and it certainly offers the um, candidates, new candidates, a very clear um, career development and advancement opportunity, and that's what employees are really looking for, um, certainly in today's time with companies. So it puts your own organization, um, gives you certainly a leg up, um, in the recruitment and employment market and the talent um, as we all seek out the best talent we can. So I did want to well, say Well, thank that. you, Maxine. Excellent points. And again, we very much appreciate your joining us. Thank okay, you very much and good luck with the program. Pleasure. Good luck okay, with thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.